0: hello nibblings it's episode 29 and i'm feeling fine that's all i got you should have seen ben
1: while he was doing that (laughs) he was like
0: dancing around (laughs) it was was great it was really great i actually love the number 29 for some reason prime numbers just like always are good omens in my world wait tell us what a prime number is ben What a prime number is. Yes, don't. Don't
1: have that tone of voice because there might be people who don't know what it is. Okay,
0: okay. I have to remember, not everybody's a math nerd like me. So prime numbers are numbers that are only divisible by one and themselves. So seven is a prime number because you can only divide it by one and seven. You can't divide it by two or five or three or anything else. 25 is not a prime number because you can divide it by five. And as numbers get bigger and bigger, they're less and less likely to be prime.
1: Oh that I didn't know because I was thinking there've got to be tons of prime numbers but I guess there aren't as you get as no, you get
0: older they get rarer and rarer. Yeah. Yeah. Um hey Ben how old are you? I'm 31. I'm a prime year. Oh wow, that's uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're 59 which I believe is also prime. Uh, sounds like it to me. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um Hey, just
1: remind everybody, I turned 60, which is not a prime number, in just a couple of weeks. So you can send me
0: gifts, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. But if you want to send us something, we want to compensate our creators for all their hard work. And by creators, I mean Tommy, me, and our friendly neighborhood producer, Jackie. Yay, Jackie! And you know what? we We hate hate commercials commercials. so instead of trying to sell you toilet bidet attachments or vitamin powder or plastic pork chop dog toys (laughs) we are a commercial free listener supported podcast so if you enjoy ask your gay uncle go to askyourgayuncle.com and click donate
1: you can even select the monthly donation option so we don't have to keep bugging you and don't
0: forget to rate us on apple podcasts everybody says it but it really does help people find out about the pod Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask him all the questions that you have in your brain. Ask your gay uncle, you know that your uncle will do his very best to explain. He'll do his very best to explain. Heads up for our listeners, this episode gets pretty emotional and contains graphic descriptions of a traumatic accident involving injury and death. This is Tommy's Biggest Challenge, Part 1, The Accident. All right, everybody, this is the moment you've been waiting for. We've actually got two people asking this question, one from Manfred and Kirkwood. I love both of those names, by the way. The name Manfred and Kirkwood. I don't know where you are, but I feel like you're on the TV show Bridgerton, and I'm all about it. And Anonymous also asked this question. And that question is, what was Tommy's biggest ever challenge? Right. Tommy, you alluded to one of your biggest struggles in a previous episode. We were talking about your sex addiction. You said my sex addiction wasn't actually my biggest struggle. It was my second biggest. And at another point in time we'd cover your biggest struggle yeah yeah and so here it is the listeners are wondering oh uh, yeah I'm like I'm all, oh fuck I'm already ready to
1: cry damn it um I was in a car accident okay. I'm giving you the quick version and then I'll give you the long version I was in a car accident um I was driving and my friend was killed
0: uh and yeah the quick version is the only version I know. That's really all I know about this.
1: Yeah. So, Ben, this happened in
0: 1989. You were what? I was being born. You what? Really? Uh-huh. I was born in 1989. Oh, my God. I was in Mexico when you were born. What time of year did this happen?
1: Uh, August 20. No, August 17 or 18. Yeah.
0: yeah I was like a month old. Oh my
1: gosh, that like puts a whole different light on this story. Yeah. Um, You know, Ben, you can ask any question at any point, but I'm just going to tell you what happened. Okay. Uh, And, you know, we'll go into why it's a challenge or why it's, yeah, the biggest thing that ever happened to me. Um, So I had a dance company. This was in D.C. And... I had this company for a year and I was tired of being in DC and wanted to go somewhere else. I had been in New York. I came back from New York. It was not good. I didn't like New York. I came back to DC. It was pretty good. I had this company and at the end, I'm just like, you know what? I, w- I want to move. I want to move to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this was this is pre-internet. I didn't know anybody in Albuquerque. And one of my dancers, Michelle, and I were very good friends. And she was a massage therapist. She was a couple of years older than me. I reached 27 at the time. And I asked Michelle if she wanted to go to Albuquerque with me to drive out there, check it out, see what it was like. And then we would drive back. And she said, you know, I'll go with you if we go through Mexico and look at ruins. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make this a road trip. So we did. We got in my car. It's It was a convertible, a Volkswagen convertible. Back then they were called cabriolets. I don't know what they're called now. And we set off and we went to Birmingham, actually to visit my grandfather, your great-grandfather. And in last week's episode, I remember saying to you, there was a point when I could have come out to my grandfather and I didn't. And it was actually on this trip then. Um, mm. He was asking about Michelle and if she was... I think my girlfriend or something like that. And, and she wasn't around. And I, you know, I could have said, no, I'm actually interested in men, but I didn't. Um, Hmm. So Michelle and I went on our trip. We went down through Texas. We went down the East coast of Mexico and we were camping and we were staying in, you know, not even campgrounds. Like we'd pull off the side of the road and we'd camp like in a church in a graveyard. Or one time I remember we uh, hiked out onto a beach and camped on a beach and we woke up and we were underneath this huge avocado tree. And we just had all these ripe avocados that we ate and took with us on our journey. And you know Michelle was a pretty extraordinary person. She taught me quite a few things. Um, One of the things she taught me was uh, that every day we get a gift from the universe. And uh, it was actually, I think, on that day with the avocados that uh, that, 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 that came out. Mm. Um, you know, I taught Michelle to always wear a seatbelt. She never did. Um, I taught her how to spit out of a moving car. Uh, she, you know, she was smart and funny and just drop-dead gorgeous. And when we got into Mexico, uh, we stopped wearing our seatbelts. And we started talking about God. All the time, and wherever we went, people would ask her if we were a couple. I didn't speak Spanish; she did. You know, ask her if we were a couple. It'd be no, and then was she Hispanic? No. Mm-mm. The next question would always be, "Are you single, to Michelle?" <laughs> and uh-huh. how old are you? Uh, and you know, we 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 shared driving, um, and we would drive until one of us was tired, or until we got into a new town, and we would hang out there or not hang out there. And um, I remember one time we were on a beach and this storm was coming up and we could see this lightning storm coming off of the, off of the, um, off of the ocean. And not many people were on this beach. And I looked at Michelle and I said, we need to leave and we need to leave now. And, um, and she she was like, why? And I said, don't ask, let's just go. And we got in the car and we started leaving. And she was like, what was that about? And and I said, that was my Kennedy moment. And this is a Susie Trust story. Susie Trust, your mom. My mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mom probably got it wrong, <laughs> but it stuck with me. There was one of the Kennedys, as in Jack Kennedy and, you know, the whole Kennedy clan, was out on the beach and a storm came up and... Um, one of the kids got struck by lightning and was killed, and so my mom's cursed Kennedy. I know, right? <laughs> and my mom would say, "This is a Kennedy moment," and we would like, we really? would, yep, and we would not question
0: what she said. And I was like, "Okay, doing it." This is a Kennedy moment met, meant this is about safety, and you have to do whatever I say. Absolutely. Somebody might die. Don't
1: question me. That's Let's so just do it. I love that. I know. This is a Kennedy
0: moment. Get in the yeah. car.
1: Yeah. And so <laughs> I I had my Kennedy moment with Michelle. And, you know, there was another time where she had a Kennedy moment. We were in, uh, I'm going to say, Veracruz. Uh, and we were walking around, and it was really nice. And, you know, just this beautiful painted buildings and right on the ocean. And, She looked at me and she goes, it's a Kennedy moment. We need to leave. And so we did. And, you know, we would later on talk about it and why and, you know, what's the intuition? What was the hit that you're getting? That kind of thing. And we, you know, there are just so many, so many times like that when things happen that we didn't really quite understand. I remember one time we were driving out on this peninsula and there were, it was the like weekend or the two nights when all these crabs would migrate from one side of the peninsula over to the other side of the peninsula. And, People would be out on the road catching them and they would have like suitcases and pillowcases and bags and they'd be grabbing them and there weren't any street lights. So it was when a car would drive by the people on the side of the road would then be able to see the crabs and they would run out and grab a few crabs and throw them in their bag or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we were driving along and we could hear this squishing of all the crabs we were running over. It was oh, so, God. oh, it was so oh. weird. It was so weird. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there were just like stories all, all over the place. We we were in um Tikal, which is a Mayan ruin in Guatemala. And we- Wait,
0: you went to Guatemala?
1: Yeah, we drove. We drove to Guatemala.
0: Wait, so you left Mexico. We You're left like Mexico way yeah. far south.
1: Oh yeah. We went all the oh, way down. Wow. This was a
0: long trip. How long was this trip, Tommy? Uh six weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We went into Belize. Guatemala's like dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It was less dangerous then. Um, I saw Narcos. I know what was going on. <laughs> well, it was l- Guatemala. It was less dangerous. <laughs> Pablo Escobar was everywhere.
1: Oh. Yeah, and we picked up this Canadian guy. Uh, who's hitchhiking and he joined us through through all of Guatemala uh, and we were at Tikal when there was a full moon and there was an eclipse with this full moon and normally they they close the ruins and. We found out that they were keeping them open for that night. And so we were in there as the night fell, and we were standing on top of this huge temple. Uh, And there was a giant courtyard in front of us. And then on the opposite side was another temple that had these two spires. And right in between the two spires, the moon rose. And so there is this slash of moonlight that was cutting across the courtyard pitch black on one side and completely illuminated in the middle and then pitch black on the other side because of the angle of these wow. two spires creating this shadow. There were like these drum circles happening and so we're there in the dark, the moon is rising and this drumming is going off in the in the background, in the jungles and Michelle and I looked at each other and we were like, oh yeah. And we scrambled down this Mayan ruin and went out into the courtyard and started dancing in and out of the shadows and in oh and out God. of the light. It was, it was incredibly magical. Um, one of the things that Michelle wanted on the trip was for her um, eyes to turn blue. Uh, and I wanted my hair to turn blonde.
0: Uh, you just had these like like wild, unrealistic yeah, yeah, dreams. Yes, yeah, like
1: yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the more that we went through these ruins and through Mexico, Belize, and Guatemala, Michelle would go off on her own and pray. And she... Ah, damn it. She would just wander away for hours. And would come back and like this chick was radiating something else. And we were with this guy from Canada, we came out of Guatemala and we had been traveling on roads that were maybe we could go 20 miles per hour at best for probably eight hours (laughs) at the end of this journey. Oh, total dirt roads and winding and, you know, a, a giant ravine on one side and a steep mountain on the other. And. And, you know, I, <laughs> we're in my, my fancy convertible, you know, driving along and trying to find non-diesel gasoline. And we finally get on the Pan-American Highway and we're like, yeah, paved road. And we're driving along really fast, pitch black. And all of a sudden there is this giant steer in the middle of the road right in front of us. And I slam on my brakes. And literally this steer like jumped up like a cat does and did this 180 and jumped out of the way. We kind of slowed down and all of us were like, what the fuck was that? And how did that happen? And, you know, it was just like this weird miracle, magical thing of like, I've never seen a cow do that. How did it do that? Yeah, we just there were so many things that were like that on our trip. We started calling it our trip of the dead. Um one of the reasons why is, is um Michelle was driving and we were going through a a smaller town and there was a you know some farms nearby and a pig ran out into the road and Michelle hit it and um it like rolled under the car and and she Oof. um uh, she was a vegan, uh, vegetarian, and she like pulled over instantly and and this guy from um, Canada, I'd forgotten this, that he was studying to be a vet uh, and he jumped out of the car and so did Michelle and they ran back to see this pig and it had, you know, its legs were broken and it had uh, internal damage and it was definitely going to die and, and and the farmer came up and and um, Michelle talked to the farmer and we gave the farmer some money and and we drove on and and you know Michelle was was heartbroken um, and you know the crabs running over all of these crabs we at one point saw somebody who'd been hit by a car uh, it was yeah hmm. it was it was our trip of the dead. Um, and at some point our Canadian guy went on his own way and it was back to Michelle and myself, and throughout the whole trip, every now and then Michelle and I would say to each other, what do you think about God, or what's your relationship with God today? So we were coming out of the mountains it had been raining and off on the left was a river and behind that was this beautiful plateau with all these wild horses running on it. And Michelle um, had horses when she was growing up. And Hmm. I looked at Michelle and I was about to ask, what do you think of God today? And I didn't like the way I was going to ask it, and I turned back to face the road, and my car skidded. We were on a curve, a very slight curve, and the car skidded off to the right, and just the rear wheel went into like a little rut, and we bounced back on, and we were starting to to fishtail, and I you know, I've driven in snow and I was like, I can correct this. And I couldn't correct it. And we started spinning out, uh, and going across the road. And it was a one lane, you know, highway. Nobody else was around, not a single soul. And the car was spinning down the road. And I looked in the direction that we were headed and there was a bridge and we hit the bridge and we flipped over the bridge and we rolled down I don't know how many times the car flipped, and at that point, my awareness went away. It was like all I saw was whooshing and loud noise, and and then I heard someone calling out for Michelle. Far away, you know, they're like Michelle, Michelle, and it was getting louder and louder, and as I was coming to, I realized that it was myself who was calling out for Michelle. And as I came to, I thought, if anyone could have survived this, Michelle could have. And the car was upside down, and I was like crumpled and flipped upside down. uh, And I was covered in blood. Um, And I rolled the window down, and I crawled out of the car, and just to the left of me was Michelle and her entire body was under the car and her head was outside of the car. And it was like, actually she was asleep under covers and the car was the covers. Uh, And I crawled up the side of the hill uh, and got to the road and you know, Ben, I have no idea how long I was standing there till someone came by. Uh, and I flagged them down. And I said, uh, Mi amiga aquí, um, you know, my friend is down there pointing down. And, um, you know, it's it splotchy, Ben, my memory. Um, the next thing I remember is that a bus was there. And all these um, tourists were coming off the bus. And the next thing I remember is seeing them push the car off of Michelle Um, and I go down there uh, and you know she's uh, coughing and spitting up blood Um, Oh she's still alive? Yeah yeah. Um, I don't think she was conscious Um, I took her shoes off to test to see if she had any reflexes and she didn't Um, was the car still on her at the time? No, no. They had pushed the car off at this point. Uh, and someone came up to me who spoke English and he said that the bus had radioed for an ambulance and they are coming to meet us. Uh, but it's 45 minutes away and that the two guys who had stopped first were going to take me and Michelle in the car and drive in the direction of the ambulance that there were going to be two ambulances there and that they would meet us. And he said, collect important things for you. Um, There's a farmer who saw what happened and he's going to come and protect your things um, until someone is able to come back and get them. And so, you know, I I grabbed my wallet, I grabbed my passport and a camera and um, Michelle's wallet. You know, I was, I had a cut around my eye and I had glass lacerations across my body, you know, and I think my ribs were broken. A few ribs were broken. And so we got in the car uh, and they put Michelle in the back. They lay her down and they rolled the windows down and they put her feet up on the window. And her legs were so broken that her legs buckled in half. Ah, uh, and so I went around and I like bent her legs so that they would be upright. <sighs> oh. And we got in the car and we drove and they didn't, I don't, I don't remember if they spoke any English and I certainly didn't speak enough Spanish to have a conversation. Um, and I wasn't in the place to have a conversation and And I remember turning around and grabbing on a hold of Michelle's hand and saying to her, Michelle, if you want to live, that's great, but you're going to have a really hard time. And if you want to live, I'll be there. And if you don't, I'm okay. You can go. And I was in, you know, I was in a lot of pain and I was like twisted around and I was like, I need to sit facing front. And I went to turn around facing front and it felt like she pulled on my hand. I don't know if she did. we got to the ambulances and Michelle was put in one and I was put in the other and we got to a very small clinic, like clinic, clinic, very small. Uh, There was a doctor there who uh, said that your friend uh, did not make it, uh, that she died. And um, he sewed up my eye and said, who do we need to call? And I called, actually, Dad, my dad. This is this is actually when the drama starts, Ben. And I said, Dad, we've gotten in a car accident. And he said, and you don't have insurance, do you? And I said, Dad, Michelle is dead.
0: <laughs>
1: and you need to call her parents and tell them. And he said, I can't do that. Um, and so I said, okay. I will and I hung up on him. Um, and then I called her parents And I hope none of you oh, none of you have to ever do this. And if you have, my heart is with you. And if you have gotten this phone call, my heart is with you. And it was her father who answered the phone. And I said, Russell, I have bad news. We got in a car accident. And he said, how is Michelle? And I said, I'm so sorry she didn't make it. And he screamed and dropped the phone and started sobbing. And his wife Patricia picked up the phone and said, Tom, what has happened? And I told her and she said, are you sure? And I said, yes. And she said, how do you know? And I said, because we were taken to a hospital. And she said, are you with her now? And I said, no. She said, how do you know? And I said, well, because they said that she was dead on arrival. And she said, were you in the ambulance with her? And I said, no, I was in a different one. And she said, well, maybe you don't know, maybe she's alive.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, I don't think she is. Um, The next thing that happened is the American consulate from an embassy somewhere came uh, and got me and took me to a hotel and I had none of my belongings. You know, I took a bath the next day. I put on the same like blood soaked clothes and um, you know, they smelled of gasoline. And um, he came and he said, Patricia and Russell are are coming down. They need to claim their daughter's body and identify it. And they'll be here this afternoon. And so he got them from the airport. He then notified me and said that, uh, Patricia wanted to see where the accident happened and we should go back there to talk to the farmer who, you know, was taking care of the belongings. Um, and so we got in a car and drove there and I remembered the spot and we got out and we wandered around looking at the site. The car had been towed at this point, there were a few random belongings there And I remember coming up to Russell and saying, Russell, if I could have done anything, um, I would have. And um, I'm so sorry. Uh, And it, you know, it was an accident. And he said, I know, Tom. And he gave me a big hug and uh, we were crying. And at this point I heard Patricia screaming. Um, It was here, it was here, it was here. And she's standing in the middle of the road, rubbing her hand on the road. And she said, Mm. it's real smooth right here. This is where you skidded off the road, right here. And I said, maybe, I don't know, I don't remember. And then we got in the car and she said to me, at some point, Tom, how fast were you driving? I need to know. And I said, Patricia, in all honesty, I don't know. I remember being surprised that the accident happened. I don't remember driving too fast. And I have driven fast. And she said, well, what were you going? And I said, I don't know, you know, maybe 50 miles an hour. I I, I don't know, it's been in kilometers and we weren't looking at the speedometer or the odometer. Um, And I said to her, whenever, either of us were driving in a way where it didn't feel safe, we would tell the other person and we would instantly stop and switch. And so it was maybe a day later that they were flying out with Michelle's body. It was an early morning flight, and I was to drive to the airport with them and Kenneth. Kenneth was the name of the the consulate. And it was like at 9 in the morning, we were supposed to get in the car and get to the airport by, you know, like an 11 o'clock flight or something. And, you know, shipping a body is not an easy thing to do. And it's 9 o'clock and they didn't show up. And it's 930. They didn't show up. It's 10 o'clock. They didn't show up 11 o'clock. They didn't show up. And I'm like, I need to go out. I need to get some food. I have nothing. I have no food. And I also can't leave the phone because this is the only way Um, Kenneth knows how to get in touch with me. And I'm like, okay, I'll just stay here. And I stayed inside until about 7pm. Late afternoon, he called and he said, Tom, there's been some problems. Uh, I will come and get you, and we'll go out for dinner.
0: The consulate called. Yes, yeah. The American consulate called you.
1: Kenneth called uh, and said, Tom, there's been some problems. I'll come and get you at 7 o'clock for dinner. And at dinner, he told me that when Patricia got on the car, she said, I'm not getting on the airplane until Tom is arrested um, for killing my daughter. Uh, And both her husband, Russell, and Kenneth tried to convince her not to do that. And she said, I will not get on that plane. We need to go to the police station now. And I want to file a report to have him arrested. And so they did uh, manslaughter. They filed a report, then they got on the airplane and left. Um, And so I asked him, what does that mean for me? Am I going to get, what does that mean? And he said, you know, you're very low on the hierarchy of the problems that are happening here. You will most likely not get arrested. First off, it'll have to be processed for a while and you will be able to get out of the country before then.
0: Um, the American consulate was basically telling you to get out of the country before you're arrested.
1: Uh, before, before it was processed. Wow. Um, there was damage done to the bridge that we hit, and that was one of the reasons why I would be arrested, is because of doing uh, damage to pro- uh, state property. Oh my um, gosh! He said he didn't think that that would happen. He said, but if it is going to happen, they're going to be in the airports looking for you, and you are a gringo. You have long red hair, and you have a eye patch. I had an eye stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I had an eye patch because of the the, the cut around my eye, um, and the clothing that I was wearing was you know covered in blood. Um, and he said, "You can take a bus up to the border. It's about an eighteen-hour bus ride, and it'll be jam-packed, and you'll be completely safe." And I remember thinking, "I am in intense pain, and I'm not going to ride an eighteen-hour bus." to get to the other side of the United States and then God knows what I have to do at this point. Um, And you know, Ben, it was actually your dad who uh, got me the ticket. Um, You know, for those of you who don't know, Ben's father is a first generation Dominican Republican and and Cuban. So he arranged for a ticket for me. I flew out the next day uh, and I got out fine.
0: Um, You flew out or you took the bus No, no, I flew. Oh, how did my, did my dad like pull strings or something somehow no, to get you? No, he, I mean, he got, to he's the one who safely? bought the, he's the one who bought the ticket. Um, uh-huh.
1: I just took my chances. I took my chances there. I, I was not going to be in that country for another 18 hours on a bus in pain, bouncing along and then in the United States and not knowing how to get to back home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like too many problems too many obstacles anyway mom and dad were late picking me up at the airport (laughs) I was just like really your fucking son has just been in a car accident his best friend or dear friend has been killed and you can't even show up at the airport on time and so I sat in a wheelchair outside I'm like fuck you if you if you can't do that then the first image I want you to see is of me like completely debilitated
0: broken son Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Ben, this was actually one of three times that my dad gave me a hug. He hugged me, and he said, I thought I lost you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so I got home and the next day I called Patricia and I said, I just wanted you to know that I made it home. Uh, And she said, I'm sorry to hear that. I think you should be in jail. You murdered my daughter. You didn't kill her with a gun or a knife, but you killed her.
0: Oh God. Um, What did you say to her?
1: I said, I'm sorry you think that way. Um... And I apologized in the conversation before that. I had asked if I could come to the funeral. Oh, yes. And she said, no. And I said, well, there's something I need to tell you that Michelle told me. Um, and at some point on the trip, I don't know why I asked her this, but I asked her, where do you want to be buried? And she said, it doesn't matter to me. I just don't want to be buried next to my uncle.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. And so I told Patricia that. Did she say anything about some kind of history with
1: her uncle? No. I think she said which uncle. Like she said which uncle, and I said
0: I don't remember which one. No, sorry. I mean, did Michelle say anything about... No,
1: I didn't ask. I didn't ask about the what went on with the uncle. Mm. It was...
0: Yeah. Did you go to the funeral?
1: No, she wouldn't let me. And I was going to honor her wishes. You know, she'd lost a daughter. I didn't need to disturb that. I do remember on the day, oh, God damn. Oh, I haven't thought of this in years. (sighs) On the day that she was buried, I went for a hike into a wooded area. And on my way there, I came across a monarch butterfly that had been hit by a car and was dead. And one of its wings was broken. And I picked it up and I carried it with me. And I was sitting by this stream and I had, built a a raft made out of like leaves and twigs and, and I put this butterfly on it and I, I put it in the stream and I just, you know, said goodbye to Michelle and I watched it as it floated on down the stream. Hmm. Um, you know, I remember at some point I had a dream and and I'm teaching a class. No, no, I'm not teaching a class. I'm in the classroom and my teacher is up at the board and she's writing something and she turns around and it's Michelle. And it's the only dream that I've ever had of Michelle. She turned around and she opened her eyes and they were blue.
0: Mm. Yeah. That was her wish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ask Your Gay Uncle is created by Tom Truss and Ben Palacios, with production support by me, Jackie Anders. Album artwork by Seth Shellhouse. Theme song and musical interludes by Ben Palacios and Dan Reuter. Special thanks to Matt Marr and everyone who sent us questions. If you'd like to ask a question for Tommy and Ben to answer on the podcast, leave us a message at 512-981-7332
0: or email ask at askyourgayuncle.com. Find us on Facebook at Ask Your Gay Uncle podcast. More information at askyourgayuncle.com.